Likutis Sichais, Chelik Chav, Volume 20, the first Sichah for Parshas Vayechid. This Sichah will explain the reason for the desire of Yaakov Avinu to reveal the Kates, when will be the end, meaning the time of the Geula, and also the pros and cons of knowing the Kates, in other words, when the Geula will be. Just as a quick introduction to familiarize ourselves with some of the concepts that will be discussed in the Sichah. So there's a saying that is brought down in the Tanya, that Ha'avais Hain Hain Hamerkava, literally translated the Avais, the patriarchs, they are the chariot. In the famous Nevuah of Yechezkel, the famous uh, prophecy of Yechezkel Anavi, where he describes the chariot of Hashem, so to speak. What is a chariot? So, and why are the Avais, why are the patriarchs compared to a chariot? Because a chariot is like today, modern day, would be like a vehicle. The vehicle doesn't have a mind of its own. The vehicle is totally bottled to the pe- person who is directing the vehicle. In this case, the Avais, their Ratzin, all their desires, all the wants and desires of their life was totally subservient to Hashem's desires. In other words, they wanted what Hashem wants. Another thing to familiarize ourselves with, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Andaf, Tzadik Ches Amit Beis, Tzadik Ches Amit Aleph, who says over there, that Rabbi Alexandri said that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi asked the following question. There seems to be a contradiction in a very famous verse regarding the Geula in the uh, Sefer Yeshayo, the, by the words of Yeshayo Novi. He says over there, Hashem says, He promises that I am going to bring the Geula Be'ita Achishenu. Be'ita means, quote, in its time, in its allotted time. Achishenu means I will hasten it. So the Gemara asks, if it's Be'ita, it's not Achishenu. If Achishenu, it's not Be'ita. It seems like a contradiction. So the Gemara answers, it's not. It's describing two possibilities of how and when Mashiach will come. Zachu, if they merit, meaning that the Eden and the pure are very high state, then it'll be Achishen, Hashem will hasten, it'll bring it even before the end of times. But Loizachu, Chas Shalom, if the Yidna are not in a meritorious state, they're not deserving of it, it's just it's going to happen because it has to happen, then it is Be'ita and it's time. Another thing to familiarize ourselves with, the Gemara in Bab describing a certain situation, the Gemara asks a question, why would a person want this over that? And the Gemara makes the following statement. Adam that the nature of a person, the innate nature that Hashem put into a human being is that a person prefers his kav. Kav is a measurement, um, a certain type of uh, Talmudical measurement. A person prefers to have only a kav, which is his, meaning it's earned by him. He worked for it, he toiled for it, he earned it more than tisha kavim, than nine kavim, which is almost ten times more then what he gets for free from somebody else, what he hasn't worked for, he hasn't earned. One more thing, Atsilus, we know in the four worlds, Atsilus, Atsilus is not only the highest of the four worlds, but Atsilus also represents the most ideal, the most pure. Because in Atsilus, there is absolutely, quote, no bad. In the other worlds, there's a mixture, there's some kind of blend of, you know, good and bad, or good and the opposite of good, or not so good. Some more, some less. Obviously in Bria, there's more good, it's more overwhelming than the bad, whereas in Asiya, which is the lowest of the worlds, there's more bad and good, it's kind of a mixture. 
Whereas in Atzila is considered Oilam Ha'achtus, the world of unity. Over there it's totally unified with Hashem, totally pure, absolutely good. There is no bad in there. So let's go into the Sicha. On the Pasik, chapter 49, verse 1 in our Parsha, it says, Vayikra Yaakov Abanov. Yaakov called his children and he said to them, Come, gather together, and I will tell you that which will happen to you in the end of days. And then he started to tell them other things. So the Chazal tell us, the sages tell us, That Yaakov, Bikesh, remember the word Bikesh, he desired, he sought to reveal to his sons the Kates, the Kates means the end. When is the deadline? When is that final date when Mashiach is supposed to come? However, And the Shechina basically disappeared from him. The Shechina went away from him. And he wasn't able to do it, and therefore he went on to tell him other things. Of course, the question is, it's obvious that the reason why Yaakov desired to reveal to them the Kates is not just to show them or to boast that he knows it. Obviously not. But rather, there was some purpose that he intended to, to accomplish with this. There is some desired purpose. What is the purpose that they would know that the case is, is going to happen after so long? Which now we know, in retrospect, we know that it's thousands of years because it hasn't happened yet. What value would there have been? What benefit would have been for it? And, and, and moreover, or you say, Adarab, on the contrary. Had they known back then that it's going to take thousands of years until this end date, until this deadline arrives for the coming of Mashiach, they would have been totally discouraged. They would have been totally dismayed. What purpose is it? That's one question. Another question, in the words, v'nistalko mimenu shechino, that the shechino went away from him, there's actually two pirushim. There's two explanations. One is from the Medrash. That, that it says that what does it mean? It became concealed from him. That he himself, Yaakov himself, forgot the Kates. He forgot when that end date is. And that's why he couldn't say it. Another pirush from the Gemara is that it's only that the Shekhinah uh, disappeared from him, meaning the ability to reveal it, but that he himself still maintained the knowledge of it. Okay? Notice it doesn't say in the original Lasha and in the original expression Chazal, it doesn't say Nistalko Mimenu Kates, Hakates, it says Nistalko Mimenu Shechina. So you can explain it both ways. Now we need to understand, according to the first opinion, that what? That it, the, the question is, the first opinion that says that it means that he forgot the Kates, if the whole objective was that he shouldn't reveal it to his sons, meaning, if the whole purpose that Hashem was taking this away from him was that he should not reveal it to his sons, why did Hashem make it that Yaakov himself should also forget the Kates? In other words, why would Hashem do this to him that he himself should, should, should forget the Kates? So we need to really understand this whole matter. Says that ever from all of the above, we can understand that in each of these two ways, meaning in both arguments, whether to reveal the cates or not to reveal the cates, either way, there is a purpose, there is a benefit for Yidin for the future generations. In other words, the fact that Yaakov wanted to reveal it, 
and later was taken away from him, either taken totally away from him or the ability to do so, tells us that there is definitely benefit. Especially considering, as we said in the introduction, that the Avais were Merkava to the Abishar. That means whatever the Avais, whatever the patriarchs desired, whatever they wanted to do was exactly in line, in tune with what Hashem wants. So it's not possible that Yaakov wanted to do something that is not consistent with Hashem's, with Hashem's desire. In other words, that it would have gone against Hashem's will. So it's certain that what Yaakov wanted to do was a very purposeful and beneficial thing. It's just... The fact that Hashem decided in actuality not to allow him to do so, this is because the actual situation then, as they were then, the situation did not call for it. In other words, in general, it could be a very good thing. But the actual situation at the time, the reality of the time did not allow for it. Now, the fact that there are two opinions... The, the fact that there are two opinions, that according to the first opinion, that the, according to the first opinion, there is, there is um, there's a benefit in not revealing it. So again, back to the question, if that's the case, why did Yaakov have to also forget it? But according to the second opinion, this was something that he didn't forget. It's just that he didn't share with them. That we understand. In other words, we need to have a clarity in this whole situation. And the answer is as follows. Here is the explanation. You see, on the Pasuk, which we say in Oz Yashir, we say it every day. And remember, this they sang, this they said, immediately after experiencing the splitting of the sea, the Kriyas Yamsu, before entering Eretz Yisrael. And what did they say? You should bring him and you should plant him in your mountain. That you've made the place for your dwelling. Mikdash, the sanctuary, Hashem, your hands have established. In other words, they're talking about you, meaning you, Hashem, bringing them in their Yisrael, you building the base of Mikdash. Say the Chazal, what is this telling us? What did they say then? This was also like a prayer. This was a hope. The Yidin were saying, please, we hope, we wish to enter their soil in such a manner that you will be the one bringing us. You will be the one. You, Hashem, will be the one building the base of Mikdash. Why? Because I'll tell us, had the Yidin merited, they would have entered Eretz Yisrael then as the final Geula. Hashem would have built the base of Mikdash and then, of course, it would never have been destroyed. And... That would be the final coming to Eretzel. That would be the time of the Kates. So what do you see from there? You see from there that there is a possibility that when they left Mitzrayim, that should have been the Kates. That should have been the end. And that's exactly what Yaakov wanted to do. Yaakov, as well as everybody else, knew that there was a period of 400 years. Not that much of time. Not thousands of years. 400 years. And in these 400 years, once they leave Mitzrayim, once they leave this situation, this could be the ultimate leaving and therefore the ultimate coming. This could be the Geula. And therefore, Yaakov wanted to encourage them because they weren't aware of the fact that this exit from Yerushalayim, this exit from Mitzrayim, this exodus that's going to come after several hundred years as was promised to Avramavinu and passed down throughout the generations, they were unaware of the fact that this could be the ultimate and final redemption. And therefore Yaakov wanted to reveal it to them in order for them to maintain their stature of 
Zachu. If you remember in the introduction, we said that if there is Zachu, then it can hasten the coming of Mashiach. He wanted them to merit that when they go out of Mitzrayim, it's not going to be just going out of Mitzrayim, but it's going to be avoiding any whatsoever Galus, and it's going to be finalized that this is the ultimate redemption, the first and final redemption. So that explains what Yaakov desired to do. He wanted to give them, just like they, we see that the Yidin themselves prayed when they said the Az Yashir, he wanted to give them that encouragement that you should know that there is a Kates. This is also a potential Kates. And therefore, if only you maintain your level of piety that you're supposed to maintain, if only you maintain your Zahu, and therefore your merit, therefore, then you're going to go out and it's going to be the final goal. However, this explanation still is not sufficient. Why? Because when Yaakov passed away, we know that there was at least 200 years until, the, until them leaving Mitzrayim. And in fact, according to the way many knew it, it would have been 400 years. In other words, all the people that are alive then, that Yaakov is communicating with, they had no chance of being part of that Geula. So the question comes back. This would have been extremely discouraging. This is basically telling him, you guys have nothing, no chance. You guys are not going to be going out in the Geula. You guys are not going to be in the Cates, because the Cates is in a couple of hundred years, potentially. What exactly would be the purpose and again the benefit in telling them that the children of Yaakov cannot expect to be there at the at the at the um Geula for Mitzrayim that's going to be in a few hundred years the answer is therefore we must say that Yaakov's intention was not only to tell them that at the time they leave Mitzrayim potentially that's also the case but rather to tell them listen you could actually Speed up this process. Even though Hashem said 400 years, even though Hashem said that to Avraham Avinu, that they're going to be enslaved and in a foreign land for 400 years, I want you to know two things. Number one, there is a case. When you leave Mitzrayim, potentially you can also be leaving all Golas forever. Number two, if it's Zahu and there's an extreme Zahu, you can even hasten that end date of when you leave Mitzrayim, thus bring the Geula even earlier. How do we see a possibility for this? In fact, we do see it. Because remember, we keep on mentioning 400 years versus the 210 years there in Mitzrayim. How did that happen? Well, Chazal explained to us that because of the severe hardship and torture of the enslavement, that actually accounted for more years, more than they actually were in Mitzrayim. In other words, yes, they were supposed to be there for 400 years. But Hashem sped up the process by making the intensity of the, of the, of the um, enslavement so strong that it actually accounted for more years than they actually spent there. And that's why they were able to leave only after 200 years about for when Yaakov passed away. So you see that it is possible, and that's what they wanted. That's what Yaakov wanted to do. That if the hardship of of the enslavement can hasten the can hasten the uh, exodus from Mitzrayim, thus can bring about the Geula potentially. That's what Yaakov wanted to tell them. However, still the Shechina went away from him. The question is why? If this is such a good thing, and Yaakov was there actually to encourage them to enlighten them and therefore encourage them to be at their best behavior, to bring about the Geula of Mitzrayim earlier, and to bring about the ultimate Geula, then why did Hashem take away the Shekhinah from him? 
The answer is because the ultimate shlemus in the avoida of a person, meaning the ultimate state, the ultimate level of a person's service of Hashem is when it's, quote, when it's the work that you do. Along the lines that the Gemara says, that a person appreciates more when they earn something, when even though it's a small amount, even though it's only a kav versus the nine kav, but a person, the nature of a human being is that a person appreciates that more. It's true that in every avoid that we do for Hashem, ultimately, the only reason, the only way we can do it is because we have that support from Hashem. That is true. We're not doing it exclusively on our own. But still, there are two ways to look at this support that we get from Hashem. Either you say that the support is there, obviously, in, a, in, 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 in an obvious manner, I mean, that it's so clear and obvious that you're ju- all you're doing is just taking advantage of it, and there are certain times of the year when we see that. For example, Aserosim Eitshuva. It says, Dear Shu Hashem Bimatzei, Hashem is more found, Hashem is more accessible. Then, for a person to get excited about godliness, for a person to be serving Hashem well, is no great feat. Because it's obvious, it's dear. All you have to do is just kind of stick your hand out and grab onto it. And then there is, as it is in the normal case, for most of the time, that there is a support that comes from Hashem. There's a, tr- in a manner like of a trigger of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a concealed catalyst that pushes the avoida, but the person has to do on his own. The person has to take advantage of it. The person has to, so to speak, challenge them, themselves to go against all the challenges, to go against all the, all, all the difficulties and obstacles, because that help from above is not so clear and obvious. It's not so readily available. It's there in a concealed manner. And that actually is what brings about the kav shaloi, the person's earned, even though it's a small measure, it comes from the person, but it see, and it looks and it has the presentation as coming from the person, not from Hashem. And this is the reason why Hashem took away the Shekhinah from him. That Hashem did not want to just give them that great push of telling him, guys, the clock is ticking, and all you need to do is this, 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 and that, and the Geula will come, because then it won't come from them. Then it won't happen, it won't happen on their own accord. It won't come from the, exclusively from their own avoida, going through their own challenges, breaking through their own darkness. However, Yaakov, he didn't care so much about that, so to speak. Yaakov preferred that the Geula should come as quickly as possible, even at the price, even at the cost, of there not being the shleimus, the ultimate completion, the ultimate state of the avoda of the person. And perhaps this could be also the reason why when the, the Chazal don't use the, the uh, verbiage of Ratzo Yaakov Legalis is a case, that Yaakov desired to reveal the end of days, to when Mashiach will come, but rather they use the Lashin, they use the expression Bikesh, because Bikesh, it comes from the etymology of the word, it means not only desired, but also like a bakosha request. Perhaps it's suggesting Yaakov Davan, Yaakov asked Hashem, please bring the Geula as fast as possible. Bring it as, hasten it, bring it as quick as possible, regardless of the fact that it's not going to be the ultimate 
um, accomplishment as will be as if the Yidin go through thousands of years of Golas. However, Hashem did not desire that. Hashem did not want that. And He wanted that the Geula should come, not necessarily quickly, but it should come in its ultimate state. A deeper aspect of this, to understand why Hashem doesn't want to finagle us to have the Geula sooner, really? Does it really make such a difference that we should come the answer is, you see, when a person's avoidance, when a person's accomplishments come as a direct result of the siyua, of the support that's coming from above, what happens is, it means that the person really didn't contribute much to it, and certainly the person himself did not change. In other words, it is not something that has a nitzchius. It doesn't have an everlasting sense to it. Why? Because the moment that support stops, the moment Hashem retracts that siyua that comes from above, the person may fall back down to where they were before. Because they never really worked on themselves. They did not accomplish it. It was accomplished, so to speak, for them. But the Geula, part and parcel of the Geula, is not only that the Geula should come, but that we should all be transformed. That the world should be transformed. And therefore, the Geula has to, and, and the Geula has to be something that's going to be Nitzchi, it's going to be forever. Not like the Geula from Mitzrayim, not like the other Geulas, but rather the ultimate Geula is it's going to be forever. Why? Because the world would have been transformed. And therefore, Hashem wanted it. Hashem preferred that the, it should come dafka through the avoid of a person, through our avoidah. And dafka because of that will be the ultimate geula. This is the ultimate in the geula, and this is why Hashem took away from Yaakov Avinu this um, the, the the knowledge or the awareness of this. However, the question is: so what did Yaakov think? I mean, this makes sense. If this is what Hashem wants, then what was Yaakov thinking? Why did Yaakov want to pre- uh, prevent, so to speak, this great advantage in of the koyach atzmai, of one working on their own accord, of one accomplishing it through their own? The answer is Yaakov was in the level of Atzilus. And Atzilus is a perfect world. Yaakov already accomplished everything and perfected himself. Yaakov thought that his children were also on that level. In fact, the Gemara tells us that as soon as Nistalka Mimena as soon as he became, so to speak, darkened from the Shechina and he couldn't continue, he got scared, he got shocked. And he asked them, Maybe some one of, one of you is not kosher, is not good. In other words, he couldn't imagine, he couldn't understand that his children are not that level. That's why Yaakov wanted to do it. And we can actually appreciate also the difference between the Medrash and the Gemara. Remember the Medrash says that that in fact, he, even he, Yaakov, forgot and it became concealed from him when the Kates will be. Why? Because Hashem wanted him to appreciate that he too should pass on and, and impress upon them the importance, the greatness of Avoida Bekoya of doing the Avoida on their own accord and their own accomplishment. However, the, the Gemara's version is not contradicting this, but the Gemara's bring a different aspect of it, where it says, Nistalka Shechina, that it's only that the Shechina disappeared from him, meaning that he himself remembered the Kates. What is this implying? That Yaakov Avinu 
indeed did not reveal the cates. Yes, he did not reveal the cates. However, since this, 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 the desire to do so came from his shlemus, from him being in the ultimate complete state, he passed that along to his children that at least through their own avoida, they should also be able to reach that. And even though Hashem did not allow him to reveal it, but since Yaakov Avinu was a Merkava to the Shekhinah, and also as we know that any time a tzaddik has a desire, a tzaddik has a request, it doesn't go get turned away empty-handed. And especially the Torah writes this, the Torah tells us about this, so it must be said that the fact that Yaakov Bikesh the Galis Hisakates, that he desired, he wanted, he prayed for the Kates to be revealed, this affected by his children, that they should be able also to reach this level of Legalis Hisakates to reveal the Kates, albeit in a, in a, in a Makifdika manner, in a superficial manner. That this gets expressed how? When a person has that sense of freedom, that a person has that sense of Cherus from any Golos aspects like the, the nations of the world, the Goyim, the Yitzhahara, when you don't allow it to interfere, you don't allow it to contradict your Avoida, that is in a certain sense the Bikish, the Galas, the Sakates. And the lesson for us, for all future generations after Yaakov, is that a Yid has to constantly be in the mode of Bikish, the Galas, the Sakates, that you have to want and you have to, desi- you have to desire, that is, and you have to demand. You have to pray for that there should be a revelation of the Kates, that this itself, that one has this desire, assists the person in serving Hashem better. And the Rebbe says you see it factually, that when you tell a Yid, at, at, kum Mashiach, that Mashiach is about to come, that inspires the Yid, that invigorates the Yid to be even better, to be the best Jew that they can be.